Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, depending on when you're listening. I'm Julie Jones. And I'm David Van with the Real Property St. Pete podcast. And Remax Metro. Yes, and it's an exciting day, right? It is. Why is it exciting? Today is the day of statistics. That's right. It's always fun to talk about the market, find out if what we're seeing out there every day is what they report in the statistics the following month. We like to see if we're right in what we saw. And we like to know what the predictions are for the coming months and what's happened over the last few months and compare. Right. So let's just get started and say our favorite statistic, as usual, is the absorption rate. (laughs) Yes, that's yours. We love this statistic because it makes an association between the number of closed sales and the number of active listings or the inventory. We like to see what the rate of that is, right? Yes, and we're trending positively, which is good news. Yep, it's good for sellers and maybe not so good for buyers because they have to move quickly, they have less time to make a decision, and there's less things to choose from. And it's funny because I'm feeling that in the market. I'd say with both my listings, which I typically carry a heavier listing load than buyer clientele, but I feel it on both ends right now in what's happening in the market. Have you had some multiple offer situations? Actually, most situations that I've been involved in over the last few weeks have been multiple offers. Right, which takes us back to last year when the market was really hot. And we've talked about some of these time frames. It was really in June when the interest rate started to clip up. And we saw from June through December several three-quarter point increases in the interest rates. And that was a huge damper on the market. We went from three to eight. And let's clarify, in 2022, Correct. we're referring to. So last summer, 2022. That's right. That's right. And we're going to see several, we'll refer back to that period a couple of times. And, you know, the thing that's interesting is that while in June through December, we went from 76% to 48, 63, 46, 34, 44, 36. Pretty low. So that's like three months of inventory. That's that absorption rate. And then March, April, May, the spring market, we have bounced up to 90% in March, 71% in April, and now 83% in May. That's almost selling everything in a month. That's a good indication of how things are going. But it's the spring market. That's a typical market. We see things get better in the spring. Yes, we do. And, you know, I think it's interesting because we've talked about the effects of COVID on our market and that, you know, things were up in the air. There wasn't a heavy spring market like we would typically see. We've talked about that in prior podcasts, but I feel like we're getting back to those normal market conditions. People ask all the time, when's the best time to sell? And I think we're finally getting back to a little bit more normalcy. And I would say spring is the best time to sell in our area. Right. Always has been. In early 22, that spring market, I mean, the numbers were 244%, 147%. We were selling in less than a month and in less than two weeks. I mean, crazy high numbers. It didn't seem any different because all the previous months had been the same way. (laughs) So the spring market didn't look any different. Right. But now it does. We can see that drop off when the interest rate started going up. But let's talk about some of the other stats that we'd like to cover, like median sale price. We've been back and forth talking about average sale price and median sale price. 
And what we feel about the average sale price is that the average sale price can really fluctuate based on if they're really high-priced homes have sold or really low-priced homes have sold. That can really make a difference because it's an aggregate of all of the sales volume divided by the number of homes that have sold. So it kind of fluctuates a little bit more wildly, and it's also hits on numbers that are in the $600,000 range, which are a little bit discouraging to first-time home buyers. Don't you agree? I would agree. And we we like median sale price because it's not sensitive to those high sale prices that might be a small number of the actual sales, but might impact the sales significantly. We've had a few homes in our market that have sold for $12 million, and that can have a huge impact on what that average sale price looks like. So right. the median is a much better reference to what a buyer could expect to pay in our market. And it really only reflects the values of homes that are sold each month. And the mix of homes. The median sale price reported for the month can be 50% of sales that were above and 50% that were below. Right. That's a representation of all the sales. Half the sales were above that number. Half the sales were below it. And you just see the fluctuations be so much more steady. So like, you know, it was 2.3% in March. That's month over month, year over year. 2.3% in April, zero, flat, dead flat, $450,000 in the month of May. That's important. I mean, because when talking and consulting with your sellers, or if you're thinking of selling your home, you know, we've talked in the past about how people just keep reaching and reaching. You know, this statistic is is very important to understanding that reaching is not necessarily going to get you the best outcome right now. Right. When you have a flat line on the median sale price, you need to be pricing your home right where the other homes are selling. I agree with that. And if your home is really nice and you price it close to the market, you're going to get in our market a lot of interest in potentially multiple offers and people will bid in order to get the deal. I had that happen this weekend with a property that was probably just priced okay. But because there's still a decent pool of buyers, the buyer that I was working with reached to make sure that they didn't miss this particular one. I had a similar experience this past week. I had a townhome that was for sale. It was priced aggressively, but we got three offers and we got more than list price. So that was a little bit surprising to me, but you know what? The inventory is low. There's hardly anything for sale. And the other two townhouses in the area with similar complexes, all those two that are pending sold in less than 10 days. That's a good result. Yep. So is the inventory really low? The answer is the inventory is up over last year, but is the inventory up compared with the sales that are taking place? I think when 83% is your absorption rate, clearly the inventory is getting sold in less than two months, more like 45 days. So that's not very much inventory. I would agree. It's funny because I think some of the numbers are showing a trend downward. However, when you look at the overall picture, that absorption rate becomes more important. Yes. These are very hyper low local statistics about Pinellas County single family homes. And you know that's a real big indicator of what's happening in the market. I was with the appraiser for that townhouse and it was interesting because he zeroed right in on single family homes and says, when I want to know what's happening in the market, even though I'm appraising a townhome, I'm looking at single family homes in the area. That's interesting. Yeah, because he wants to see what the market is. And the market for single family homes is so much broader 
than townhomes. So if you really want to know what people are doing, I think looking at that's important. He thinks it's important. And that's why we spend a lot of time talking about single family homes. Right. We're pretty focused on that because it's a better trend. And there's just a lot more data to work from. Mm -hmm. So let's go into the May 2023 top line statistics. Yes. Remember, the May 2023 statistics are released in late June. So that's where we are now, late June. So I think it's important to know a few of the statistics that I think are important. One is that the median sale price is flat at 450000 and that the median percent of original list price received is 97.6%, where May of 22, it was 101%, which meant we were getting more than the list price. Now, in May of 23, we're getting 97.6% of the list price. That's a 2.5% discount from the list price. So people are getting less than what they're listed for now, and actually 4% less than they were getting last year in the same month. Well, that's interesting, especially since the median sale price is flat. Yes. And the median time to contract in May of 23 is 14 days, which is down from about 21 days last month, but it's up from May of 22, which was only six days on market average. So I think that's good, but I think that definitely in the last month, I've felt that days on market reducing. Yes. And that's probably what you mentioned a little bit about the spring market. When you go from three weeks of being able to make a decision on a property to now two weeks when everything goes under contract, that makes a big difference to a buyer. There's no time to wait. I think it'll be exciting and interesting to see how that trend changes next month also. Indeed. So the active listings are 1,445 versus 1,168 in May of 22. That's an increase of 24%. So we have 24% more properties on the market now than we did a year ago. I think the next thing that we wanted to talk about was the closed sales by sale price. Talking about the different markets, if you're a new buyer looking between 200 and 400 thousand dollars as a price point, or if you're talking about price points between 400,000 and a million dollars. So it's interesting, the median time to contract on $200,000 properties is six days, 200 to 250, 19 days, 250 to 307 days, 300 to 411 days, 400 to 613 days, 600 to a million is 14 days. So you know, when you're in the 250 to 400 range, you have 11 days or or less to make a decision on a property. That I definitely feel. Yes, those price points are very hot. In fact, 150 to 199 is well below what anything is in our area. So under 200,000 is almost impossible to find. So if anything goes for sale under 200,000, it shows that it's six days. That's how long it's on the market because everybody knows the land is worth that much. Right. I've done a search for someone who called me and said, I'd like to buy a home under 200,000. And in my head, I laughed. And then I said, (laughs) I'll do my best, but <laughs> your prospects aren't super good. Yeah, it's difficult to find. A single well, and then the next question land. is, do you need a loan? Because if you need a loan, then you need insurance. And then if you need insurance, it has to pass the four-point inspection. And that's not going to go over well. No, not the condition of that home. Because really, it's the land value at that point. Just to dig in a little deeper and lean into the median percent of list price received in a contract. You know, when we look back to when the interest rates started to rise in June of last year, we were getting a hundred percent of list price. And remember in May we were getting a hundred and one, so one percent over. 
Then in July, it continued to go down 99, 97, 96, 96, 95, 94, 93%. That's how far it went down between June of 22 and January of 23. And then we started to recover. But that was the period where the interest rates kept increasing. Three quarters of a point at a shot, they would raise that basis. So when they did that, our prices and the amount that people received in offer went from 101% to 93%. You know, this is a very important statistic. It is actually a very clear and last measure to indicate when the market is shifting. Yes, because now we're gone up 95, 96, 97, 98. Now we're back to 98% of list price for contracts being received. I think it's a helpful indicator for people when they're trying to determine pricing also, um, because when these numbers take their shift, it can help you determine how close to market value you need to price. Right. And you can't just price it above the market value because you know someone's going to take a discount. (laughs) That doesn't work. No, I'm glad you made that point. I mean, they love to do that. They're like, that discussion. Well, let's price it up above. They're going to want a discount. Okay. Well, now you got no offers and no showings. (laughs) The other indicator that shows us how we went through that shift is the months of inventory on the market. So in May of 22, there was one month. Interest rates started going up in June. We went to one and a half months, 1.7 months, 1.8 months, 2.1, 2.0, and we stayed at 2.0. And then in February, we went 1.8, So now you can see that from the month supply of inventory, what happens and how the market slowed and the inventory began to build as the rates went up. Look, I think this is important too. The month's supply of inventory is a benchmark for the balanced market. So it doesn't favor a buyer or seller. So anything higher is traditionally a buyer's market. Anything lower is a seller's market. Do you remember when we used to think that when it got over six months, it was a buyer's market? (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Will we ever see six months of inventory again? I think it's possible, you know, and interest rates is kind of a hot topic, you know, so maybe interest rates will create a situation where we have that again. Well, we have survived the rise to 8% and it hasn't happened. You know, remember when I used to call for the downward trend in pricing and that we would see prices pull back? I do. And I said, not going to happen. I challenge you on that one. And you were right. But Pinellas County and St. Petersburg is a very unique market. We are locked by water on all sides. Almost all of our land has been developed. There are houses. Almost every lot has a house. And there's no new construction neighborhoods generally in Pinellas County. You have to leave the area, go over long bridges to find suburbs in other areas where they're building new construction homes in large quantity. And it's those factors that help keep our values high in this county. Yes, it creates a lot of demand because there is, I mean, sellers really don't want to sell right now unless they can find the perfect house. And even when they do, they're going to have to trade out a 3% mortgage for a 7% mortgage. Well, that'll be interesting. Let's talk about that in a new episode. Hopefully you'll listen. Yes. And thank you for listening today. I'm Julie Jones. And I'm David Van With the Real Property St. Pete podcast and REMAX Metro.